Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infamous Interviews. Today, I am joined by the legendary Mick Strawn. And okay. Mick, you have done a lot of stuff some people know about from A Nightmare on Elm Street, sequels that you've worked on. And some people may not have realized that you worked on some stuff like you worked on Blade and you worked on the Fantastic Four, the Roger Corman unreleased film. <laughs> the, the, the mystery one. <laughs> yeah, right. The so-called mystery one. Yeah. You know, I I I I uh, I talked to uh, uh, Oli Sassoon uh, pretty often, and he was the director of that, and uh, and and he bemoans the fact that it never got an actual release. And I said, dude, more people have seen that film than ever would have if you had released it. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Because it's like the taboo element of it. It's like, it's, are, we, are we supposed to see this? Do we want to see this? You know, I'm the myth and the legends of that Fantastic Four. Is it really this bad? Or like, is it so bad we can have fun with it, you know? <laughs> it, it, it's it's hilarious. It, it, it's, it has become its own entity, you know? And, uh, it, and, and the thing is, is... Uh, uh, I, I think he likes, I can't tell if he likes to complain about it because of that or if he just likes to complain. Right. And, and maybe a little bit of both. At this point. You know what? A little yin and yang, you know? <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people may not realize you had a very big little part in uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> Having some fun on that. <laughs> a big, a, a big little part. <laughs> or on the innuendos out there, yes, a big yes. little part on boogie nights as well. Exactly. <laughs> that was that was such a strange thing. It was so weird to get that job, you know. Um, uh, to 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 the way that I got the job was I I I would production design probably one, maybe two films a year, but then I would spend the rest of the year um, doing special effects or model making or all, all kinds of different things. I'm, 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 I'm multi-talented. Right. I'm multi-untalented. Um, you want to get Swiss army knife, so to speak. That's right. Swiss. Uh, it, how many blades can you dull all at once? Right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> So one of the things that I did is I used to work at a, uh, a special effects house uh, that did mechanical effects and, uh, you know, bullet squibs, wind, uh, uh, strange uh, rigging of things like hydraulics and pneumatics and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I, I got into the office one day and, uh, and a script had come in that morning of a job that we were that immediately had to like race across town. Uh, and uh, and read the uh, and get into the production meeting and uh <laughs> when when i did there's this there's this thing that you do if you're going to walk into a meeting like that you know and uh, and what you want to do is you you want to have a the script that they give you you there's all always scripts at the door as you walk in and so you you take so that you have two scripts and you, you read one underneath the table and then you put another script up on top <laughs> to kind of go with the read through, you know, because right. what, what happens in these meetings uh, is the first AD uh, reads the script and he reads like a scene. Right. And then stops 
and 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 everybody every everybody asks questions. Everybody explains. Uh, the director explains, you know, what he want, how, the kind of looks that he wants. The DP gets in, and 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 we talk about camera angles, and we talk about who is going to do what, right? And so, if you haven't read the script, and 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 that happens a lot, you know, in in right, in, yeah. in this meeting, because there are people that just come on late, right? And you and so you're desperately trying to. Uh, read underneath the table and listen to the, the, the script up on top of the table at the same time. And I'm, I'm about two pages ahead and I, and I read that uh, Dirk Diggler uh, drops his pants uh, revealing his 12 inch penis. And I, and I, I just stops me. I just went and I look up and, and when I look up, I look across the table and across the table the uh, the prop master who I knew is looking right at me because he knows what I'm doing. He's waiting <laughs> for me to get that part right, and, and and he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. And here it is. And he reaches down and he grabs this like paper bag and he plops the paper bag. And there's you know thirty people here, right? He plops the paper bag down uh, in in front of him and uh, and just. Pulls the bag out, and there's this 12 inch, you know, hairy 12 inch penis right, right there. I was like, and that huh. has to be like a sight to see during the day. Like, you're like, okay, this is my time. Let me tell you, <laughs> especially if you didn't expect it. Like, I, I didn't right. know, I didn't know. I, I, I mean, I was, I, I was like, 10 pages into the script. I mean, I, I had no, I had not been able to, I had like literally was reading as fast as I could. Right. And I go, huh? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> the first thing I was going to say was, wait, I don't, wait, I, I don't do porn. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was, what was going on. <laughs> Right. Did you ever hear those stories about the people that wanted to be extras in the film? Just because they love Burton Reynolds so much and oh, they yeah. did not know what Boogie Nights was about yet? Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you know, it's oh Jesus. I, it was uh there 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 is a really long story that I that I tell about um uh about being there was there was a party shot that was this like enormous uh uh it, it, it was uh it was a 16 it's supposed to be like a 16 minute long shot right um, right yeah when bill macy gets out of the car bill macy shows up in his car he gets out of the car the camera follows him through the party goes all the way in and 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 you know all the time you know that uh he's taking a photograph and 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 he's getting a drink and da, 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 and he goes along and he's looking for his wife. And he goes back and he, he finally sees his, uh, goes all the way down this hallway and sees his wife, uh, getting banged by this guy on the washer dryer. Right. Goes all the way back out to his car, gets his gun, comes all the way back. Camera's following him all the time. Right. One shot. Now that shot took 16 hours and, well, wow. let me tell you let me tell you where I was during that shot. <laughs> the the two people that were in the room 
that were in, in the little washroom, right? Right. Were, yeah. We're screwing each other, right? And they're banging away, and 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 we are sitting on the other side of the room. And by room, I mean like we were six. We the room was six feet wide, and the washroom. So I mean, this guy, this guy was hung like a mountain. I mean, he he. He literally, it was like watching the Empire State Building go in and out. And I am sitting down on my ass, right? 30 inches away from like watching them just screw each other all night long. I mean, 16 freaking hours, right? It was, it was the weirdest thing. It, 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 it just, after a while, it, it just became, uh, uh, I, I I don't I mean he had this this huge container of loop that was <laughs> whack 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 you get the loop going <laughs> it was uh it was uh, unusual to say the least and finally Bill Macy does come through the door the second time and we shoot our little staring guns to to imitate uh him shooting uh the gun right uh but. Later on, I found out that they cut most of it out of this. They cut him coming all the way down the hallway out of the sequence. And you would, you, and so I was interviewed by this guy and I tell him the story. Uh, like two years ago, I was interviewed for a book. A guy was writing a book about Boogie Nights. And, um, and I tell him this whole story and, and he, and, 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 and he and I get a call for him to from him two months later, and he he goes, he goes, dude, I gotta tell you, I I want to apologize to you, and I go, you apologize to me for what? He says, he says, I'm not sure that I believed your story. Uh, <laughs> he says because that that that's just the weirdest story I I, I I had I had ever heard, you know, and and and, and he goes, but. I just got done with an interview with the woman that was in there with you guys. <laughs> and she says, yeah, the, she says the two of us fucked straight for 16 hours. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and then was that I ever in the Guinness book of Rolling records too. I have no idea. I I mean, you know, uh, uh, I think from a watching point of view, I should have been in the, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it was a record. It, it was a personal best for me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and then I was the one that, that built the, um, the device that sprayed the blood up in the wall when uh, Bill Macy shot himself afterwards in that. And uh, that was that was a tough night because we did that at the end of the night of sitting there for 16 hours. And then we got up and I have to tell you something, man, um, getting up and doing something after 16 hours of just watching two people uh, of watching this pe this penis pistol piston in and out right in front of your eyes, 30 inches away from your eyes for 16 hours. You know, that becomes like a Fellini film. Right. Um, it getting up and doing something after that immediately is really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you're becoming numb at that point of yeah, time. Yeah, right? you're <laughs> not, 
everything is numb. <laughs> you're <just> like, <laughs> uh, your brain is numb. Your tailbone is numb. Your it was just I was just <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it let's do, let's just say this is is the bullet hit by itself. The thing with the blowing up it did not go very smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's an interesting aspect of Boogie Nights as well, because they had to trim a lot of that down to get it to an R rating. Which some of that uh, sequence when William Hates Macy, did you know anything about how long it took them to kind of film that scene or the editing process? Were you involved with that at all? The editing, not at all. No, no. I mean, like I'm saying, it was it was probably a 20 hour day. Uh, that just that day by itself, you know, and basically that day essentially was two shots, right? You know, oh. uh, yeah, it was just the, <laughs> yeah, man, it was, a, <laughs> it was, it was like one of the most brutal days of filming I think I've ever had. <laughs> and you've done a lot of horror movies too, so that and I've done, I've done a lot of really brutal days of filming, boy. <laughs> And what have been some of your favorite films that you got to work on early on in your career? Because you got to work on even Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, you know, I just recently, uh, uh, I just came from Arkansas where I was hanging out with uh, R.A. Mikhailov. Uh, and, uh, and Jeff Burr is still just a really good friend of mine. Uh, um, I think, uh, I think Jeff Burr is brilliant. You know, he, he's that guy, that guy has got a mind for, uh, uh, for film. He's a historian of film. Like you wouldn't believe, I mean, just the, the guy can tell you just, uh, I, I mean, all the way from the thirties and forties, he can tell you every film and who worked with them. And, 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 and at some point, He's met them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you also got to work on Blade for a little bit, right? Or am I, I mistaken on that? No, I did. I I, I, I was well known uh, for the blood sequence. I did the uh, the uh, shower the shower blood sequence at the beginning, which uh, which was spectacular. I mean, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, 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 like blood raining down sequences since. And, and, and I think that we did the best job of all of them. Right. And how do you feel about the MCU trying to bring Blade into their universe as well? If well, you can speak on it. I mean, we, we don't have any idea what's going to happen, but we can at least speculate on how we think it may happen. I don't know. You know, to tell you the truth, I, I, I'm more involved in the... Uh, uh, in the nature, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm a fan of the MCU, <laughs> right? Right. Which is, which is, which is really interesting because the, the thing is, is uh, I was kind of involved at the very beginning, you know, with a uh, uh, Fantastic Four um, before it before it became, you know, uh, this glossy kind of uh, uh, thing that it is now. Uh, it, it has become its own animal. Let's let's just say that. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think that it could have gone a, a different way from the from the beginning. Uh, it could have been a little bit uh, smaller and a little bit 
more interesting. It has become glossy, hard to follow, and and the only ones that they do that I think that are any good for the most part are uh, are some of the funnier ones. Uh, so you know, like I, I like um, Dead uh, Deadpool, and I like uh, I I liked the first Ragnarok. No, I liked Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok was lightning in a bottle, in my opinion. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it talking with TD really screwed up on the uh, on the next oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> oh my god you know what but but you know what the thing is is they they mcu'd it right right yeah they really did i mean i mean ragnarok was it was lightning in a bottle it was it, it was kind of um it was like smaller and it was kind of a more it's funny from a from a designer's point of view ragnarok had a had a uh, different look. It had a kind of a uh, character driven feel to it and right, not, yeah. and, and not a universe feel to it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was, it was kind of, I, I mean, I'm not saying it was a small film, but I'm saying that, that each scene had a smaller focus uh, and it had, and it was focusing on characters and humor Um Rather than, I, I mean, th think of it in your head. In your head, you, when you think of Ragnarok, you think of the characters, right? You think of right, yeah. You you think of uh, Michelle falling off the end of her the the uh, falling out of her uh, 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 ship, right? You think of um, uh, you think of of uh, him in coming into the room with the prison, you know, in that weird circular prison, right? It's, it, but it, and you think of the, the battle that's just between Hulk and him and Thor, right? You, you, it's, if you think of the whole film, you think of it in these kind of uh mono mono kind of ways that were jokey, uh, that, that were kind of like focused on those characters. Uh, I think that the MCU is at its worst when it tries to be big. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. And it tries to create too many worlds at the same time. It's right. Too much, too, much, yeah. too much stuff. Too much things going different directions and stuff. I mean, even Guardians of the Galaxy, the best of the Guardians of the Galaxy is when you get down to two or three characters at once. You know, uh, having a, a dialogue or or, or or an interchange amongst them. I think the rest of the MCU has a tendency to get just so big that you just don't give a shit, right? <laughs> and so, again, what like uh, you worked on a ton of horror when you were coming up, and you're most noticeable for a Nightmare on Elm Street three and four. So how was it like doing all the production design on that and getting to work with Robert England and the actors on that as well? You oh, you know, Robert's a good friend of mine and he's an awesome guy. You know, uh, he's got to be one of the, the smartest human beings. Uh, I, I really I, I honestly mean this is he is one of the smartest human beings that I know. He's well read. He's uh, 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 he's. Uh, super super likable uh when the doctor spanked him uh as a baby uh he started yelling <laughs> he hasn't shut up since um you know I, I i i used to go in the trailer i used to go in his trailer and, and, and we would yap back and forth uh 
um, every once in a while. And, uh, and they would try and kick everybody out when they got down to his mouth, when they had to glue the mouthpieces on um, because he couldn't stop talking. You know, he, he couldn't just, <laughs> he, he didn't have the ability to just listen. You know, it, it, it's, it's like, uh, I'm a hundred sure percent that Howard Berger would have just as soon sewed his lips shut to, uh, to apply the makeup because it would have taken about an hour off of the, uh, makeup time, you know? Right. And you also have a book or a memoir about I, your time from those. Is I the, do. You want I, to plug I, that book? Oh yeah. I, I have a, um. Uh, even though it's a few years old at this point, I believe. Yeah, it is. It is but I said, you know, the thing is, is it is just the book is just for me to hawk. <laughs> I, right. I, yeah. I, I just take it to cons and, you know, people can get a hold of me and grab it. But it's called Behind the Dreams or it's called. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, wow. I like that. I forgot the name of my own book. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I behind think the screams behind, yeah, behind the screams, the screams. Yep. jesus that, okay sorry that was a bad moment um you know you know see all the white in the beard that's what yep. that's what that's what happens that's that's what comes with the white in the beard <laughs> is is his brain just rah. now behind the screams is about uh it's about nightmare on Elm street four because four was such a such an interesting beast it was done in a very short period of time it was done between february and august uh so that it had all these practical effects and it was, and, and we literally went out and had everybody in town do, we had to break the effects down to everybody in town doing this different effect. And I pulled all that together as well as, you know, dealing with the sets and, and, and sets and, and giving it a, a, a pretty specific look. Uh, the look of three and four, I, I, I like that. That's my look. That's right. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to define what your own look is, but, uh, between three and four, you get an idea of what my look is. <laughs> and I think three is probably one of the better sequels of the film of the franchise I, as well. I think it is too. Um, but I, uh, but I don't like it as much as four. <laughs> <laughs> Can, is is that weird? Is that a weird thing to say? That that no, three, I don't think so at all. No, <laughs> I, I mean four four is such a likable film. You know, it, it's uh, there's something about it that it's uh, the little it, uh, I can I can watch for and I can discuss for in all these little pieces, you know, uh, but three doesn't segment itself out as pieces as easily. It's 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 more of a, a holistic thing and it's it's kind of a darker film. It's uh, right. Yeah, it, it's um, it has a lot of overriding themes, you know, the kind of a Christian theme in it and all the rest of that. And, 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 and uh, it's, it's a heavier film than uh, four is, you know? And it could just be the soundtrack of uh, three that does it for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's possible. <laughs> you know, you, you know, there's a, there's a guy that you should look up sometime. Uh, his name's Kevin Benson. Kevin Benson. Okay. Do you know who Kevin Benson is? The Kevin name Benson. sounds a little familiar, yeah. Okay, Kevin Benson did the music uh, on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, and, uh, and he did the hidden... He, he did all of those early New Line Cinema films, right? And okay. He, and he is the one that kind of moved 
films from having a like a generic rock soundtrack to a specific tied into specific artists soundtrack he's the one he's the one that brought on um uh what's the name of the uh dream warrior song uh, was that of... that wasn't megadeth was it no 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 uh the, the ones that did dream warriors yeah uh, yeah i know oh, gosh. the name is on the tip of my tongue i can't get the name off right now yeah but but there he's the one that 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 started to pull these guys guys like that and like on Nightmare on Street Four to pull all these like uh, currently recording people you know in as opposed to uh, doing you know uh, like uh, uh, kind of like just background generic rock which was really popular up until that point <laughs> right yeah. Yeah, so if you ever get a chance, get you should get a hold of him and interview him. He's an interesting cat. I I would love to do that. Uh, you know what? Uh, remind me later. Uh, I'll see if I can get get you uh, in contact with him because he is he is. It's interesting to see the stuff that he that he changed in the business. You know, right? And Mick, you yourself are also a podcast host i mean i've seen you do a quite a few podcasts so is there any of those you would like to talk about well you know what rabbit hole uh uh it's funny because i did rabbit i i had rabbit hole for a while uh i have dream warrior review i, I think that we've done <laughs> i think that we've done like 350 uh yeah <laughs> episodes of dream warrior review um which is basically me and a friend of mine kirk thomas uh uh just r ranting about um, you know, uh, male dominated films. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, um, you know, and every once in a while I, I get comments about what an asshole I am, which is, uh, which is, which is, is absolutely unfair because Kirk Thomas is the asshole. Um, uh, but, uh, but rabbit hole, I just, I just, uh, talked, uh, to uh tj bowser uh a few days ago uh about getting together and and i think that we're going to do another uh season of um rabbit hole oh that's cool yeah 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 which is which is interesting it was a really popular it, it turned out to be a, a fairly popular thing but it, it but it, it, it's uh I, I could only do it for like a year and a half or so before right. it, you, you know you know podcast will drive you nuts just just getting a hold of guests and stuff i i found you know uh uh difficult <laughs> yeah, it can be a hassle sometimes getting everybody's schedule online oh right? and and people are assholes right i mean look you've met yeah. me right you've met me i mean right assholes we're just complete assholes yeah. <laughs> i agree with that <laughs> all right so mick do you have any current films that are getting ready to come out that you worked on uh, I have, um, oh, I have a Canadian film, uh, that I did, uh, early this year, uh, the games children play. And, uh, I, I'm going to be filming the second one pretty soon. Uh, the first one isn't out yet and we're going to start filming the second one. Uh, it was a kind of, a an interesting, uh, a horror film about, um, about kids playing 
games, you know, like Mary, 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 that kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of like all, all it's those. Kind of uh, like a, it's a dare kind of homage. Right, right. You know, yeah. it's all, all the dare games and the stuff like that. And and and, and basically, it's a, it's about a group a, a group of people that go in and, and try and reverse the 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 uh, connections into hell for that. Um, <laughs> I have the house in the pines. Uh, I'm going to be working on uh, sometime next year, and. Uh, and uh, it looks like there's quite a few different things that I can't talk about coming up. So, uh, but um, you know, I still keep my hand in and, and uh, I, I get around pedal my book and, uh, and, and I tell, and, and I tell these, these tissues of lies. Well, Mick, thank you so much for joining me on Infamous Interviews and Infamous Horrors today, man. It's been fun, and as always, keep in touch. Oh, hey, you're welcome, my friend. Uh, have a great day.